welcome to Archive Treasures, where we delve into the collection of the Trentham and Districts Historical Society to see what treasures we can discover. Each episode of Archive Treasures, we will be speaking to a member from the Historical Society. They will be telling us about something special, an object that has been preserved as part of the archival collection, an interesting event that occurred, or a project that the Society is undertaking. Archive Treasures is produced on Jajawarong country. We acknowledge and pay respects to the traditional owners, and we would also like to extend our respects to their elders, both past and present. Revelries and reminiscing were the order of the day when the Mechanics Hall threw open its doors for a day of celebrations. There was dancing and demonstrations, music and mayhem. It was a day for the people to share together stories and laughter. Old friends met up and new friends were made. The Mechanics Hall wove its magic. The afternoon saw the tea and tail session, which featured some of the longer living residents of the district, sharing some tall tales of their times at the Mechanics. Earlier on in the day, though, I spoke to some of those who were there to find out what they were hoping the day would bring. Okay, what are you looking forward to today, Kath? I'm looking forward to catching up with a lot of people and having a lot of fun. So what's your name? Carly Thorpe. And what are you looking forward to today? Just to celebrate the hall. Um, we've done a lot of play group and exercise class here, but we're happy that the new hall will be a little bit more friendly to those things. So to say thank you and goodbye. <laughs> and what about you? Are you looking forward to a fun day? Yeah. I like to get my face painted. And it's very impressive too. What are you looking forward to today, Di? The excitement of everyone to look at the young ones who are going to be our future, to see the oldies looking at their things on the wall that they've been and see their own photographs, and they'll be all excited about that. And then there are the people like us who are the middle ones, and we're just nice to meet each other again after we've all been locked down with COVID. I'm just asking you what your name's and what you're looking forward to today. I'm Clement Mooney. And uh, this is my, yeah, I'm Kate Fowler, and this is my grandson, Ewan, and this is his... I'm grand, Grandpa number two, a lifelong friend of Clem, and Ewan, and Kate, and Judy Roo. <laughs> it's great to be Enjoy the community celebration. You're Judy. No. Rosie, I'm Rosie. Right, and your kit? Ethel. Hello, Ethel. And Mary, I know, and Coco. So what are, what are you looking forward to today? Just meeting people that we used to know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Just oh, say it's lovely, isn't it, Ethel? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Mary? Just um, meeting, hearing their stories and just, yeah, seeing just the community not... come alive. Okay, what are you looking forward to today, Kate? Oh, a bit of everything. You look very nice today, I must say. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you. Well, any excuse to dress up, you know, I do love it. No, representing the playgroup that's been happening in this building since the 1980s. So, long time. a very long time. Things in That is your tree. That's genuine. And it will happen again. And it will happen again. That's exactly right. With our very own beautiful light space room, you know. That would be great, won't it? That would be amazing.
The Tea and Tales session featured Kit Manning, Kath Morrison, Ina Bertrand and Mary Walsh, and the many others who generously shared their stories with us on the day. Mechanics Community Day Tea and Tales. It's the 5th of December 2021. Um, my name's Natalie Paul and I'm a member of the Trentham and District Historical Society Committee as well as the Project Advisory Group. Today we have with us Matriarch of Trentham, Mary Walsh, a potato farmer for 40 years. And with her husband, Tom, raised nine beautiful children in this town. And her most recent experience in this hall was, of course, wreath baking last weekend with Madeline. <laughs> Did you notice your photo on the wall? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> Ina Bertrand is a former curator of the Trentham and Districts Historical Society. She's been involved in Irish dancing, old time dance at the hall, expos, displays, and so much more. Kath Morrison is one of life's volunteers. She's planning on living in Trentham for a long time yet and wants to have her 100th birthday in the new building, so we better hurry up. <laughs> uh, Kit Manning was on the hall committee for 40 years. She helped run the hall um, and is keen to see a facility that meets the needs of the rapidly developing town and the increased population. Okay. So thank you all for joining me this afternoon for a chat all things about mechanics and the way that you guys have been involved in the hall. Um, firstly, what is your earliest memory of the mechanics, Mary? Thank you, thank you, thank you. My earliest memories of the hall, actually I am not the best, best person to talk about this. My memories of the hall are my husband coming in from, in my early years, coming in from a hard day's work in the potato. Jim is going to come and bring us a nice big microphone. Okay, look, I don't need a mic. Maybe you come back to Mary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, my answer to that question is um, I've been spending weekends in Trentham since 1947, but I didn't grow up here. So I don't have childhood memories. My first memory of the hall, vivid memory of the hall, is 2002, the first uh, Historical Society exhibition, which was about the Trewella family, and I don't know if the rest of you can remember coming into that, but it filled the whole of the hall, including tables right up the middle, and we had a fellow outside from Gippsland. Um, we had a fellow come up from Gippsland with his truck and trailer and one of the Trewella winches on the back of the trailer, and he spent the whole day demonstrating pulling huge trucks and things up and down the car park. So that's an early memory of the hall for me. Oh, my earliest memory of the hall is coming here to, to um, see concerts when I was a child. And um, the, um, the blind people used to come here and have concerts as a fundraiser for the uh, Royal Victorian Institute for the Blind. And um, then another memory was um, the annual flower show, which was a fundraiser for the Bush Nursing Hospital and dancers and 
sorryful. I've got other things that I'll so tell you later. <laughs> well, mine was being in the concert that Kath was talking about. <laughs> That's the first of, I remember. We had a, a, a dancing teacher named Norma Graham Burrell, and she, came, she had a, a place in Kyneton, but she came from originally, she. Oh, she ended up in Frankston. She had a doll museum in Frankston. But she was at Kyneton in the mornings and on a Saturday afternoon she'd come out and teach a few here. And that's where Betty and I learned to dance and I'd still like to be able to. <laughs> you know, but that was... But you're only young. Oh, <laughs> we Wish I was. I wish. Well, I wasn't born in Trentham. I came to Trentham as, as an adult, really, so I don't have childhood memories. But my everlasting memory of this hall was the launching of Dr. Wisewald's book. It was absolutely packed to overflowing, and she, she was exhausted at the end of the night um, signing the book. That was an everlasting memory. Also, I just found, as I do in my house and I'm looking for things, I find something else, but I found uh, uh, St. Mary Magdalene's Parish Ball, Trentham Mechanics Hall, on Friday the 18th of October, 1964. Yeah. Um, my other, other memories are of my husband, because he, had a lot, he played a lot of music here, and my, and my early memories are of him coming in tired at the end of the day and saying, oh, I'm too tired, and you have something to eat and have a shower and come up to play music, or what do they do? I mean, play for a dance. Mm -hmm. yeah. play, play for a kitchen. Kitchen teas were very popular here. Um, funerals, they came here for the wakes. I remember those. But that memory of Dr. Wisewald, I will never forget. Yeah, it was launched by the president of the AMA, and it was on, at that night that Dr. Wisewald became famous. She was famous anyway, but she became famous in Trenton. People thought, oh, this woman is special. Who is she? And then, because, you know, her uh, profile was everywhere. It, it, that, that was wonderful. So what else do I know? Debs, of course, school concerts I would come to. Um, ask me another question. <laughs> What sorts of activities have you been involved in? I haven't been involved in many activities because I was busy otherwise. I would come to a, an art and craft exhibition or um, um, mainly those sort of things. Um, oh, the infant welfare sister was here for a long time. She, the baby centre was up the front of the hall and that's where the mothers would come with their babies. Yeah, well, just you know, what the infant welfare sister does, you know, advise and reassure, etc., etc. Um, uh, what sort of activities did you, have you done? Oh, weddings, sorry, sorry, honey. Weddings. Yeah, yes, lots of weddings. Well, I'm going to continue with the historical society, actually, because that, that was, uh, in those early days of the historical society, those exhibitions were enormous. It took us a whole of, the whole of Friday to set up, and then it was open Saturday and Sunday, all day, both days, and then the whole of Monday to pull it down again. Um, and every time we did one, it was it f the exhibition filled the hall and the stage, and then we served afternoon tea here. As and Kath would remember all those afternoon teas and suppers that were served from there. Enormous amounts of scones and jam and cream went through that kitchen, as they did today. Yeah. So those exhibitions were in. There was one 
2002, I think, about the Trewellas. 2004 was about the falls, and that was done in cooperation with the primary school. 2006 was about sport, and every uh, sporting team in the town had a section that they put their displays into. And 2008, Spudfest started, and that's when we moved, the Historical Society moved from doing these one-off huge exhibitions to doing the um, Spud Hut tours and things like that. So, but the hall here was really significant for the Historical Society, and in my, one of my earliest memories is my very first meeting of the Historical Society. I can't remember exactly when, but sometime in the 1990s. And I saw an ad for the Historical Society in the local paper and I thought, well, this is me really, I will see what they're on about. And the meeting was here, in this room. And there were five people at it. There was Ed and Elizabeth McInerney, Buff McCashney, another woman that we never saw again, and me. <laughs> and I went home that, and it was lasted for less than an hour and it just talked about the business of what happened in the last committee meeting and I went home thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> um, what have I got myself into? Um, maybe they do need me after all. <laughs> so that's how I got involved in the Historical Society, so that's one of... But I'd like to talk about the dancing later on, when others have had a turn. <laughs> Um, another memory I've got is um, a group of us girls, probably about six of us, we were looking for dances to go to and the only dances we could go to was Kyneton or Tilden. So we thought we'd have our own dances. So we um, got in touch with a, a, a group of boys in Ballarat. They were in the Beatles area it was. Area it was. And um, so they decided to come over here and play for us every fortnight. And um, there was a club in Ballarat called the 680 Club. So we thought we're half as good as them, so we called ourselves the 340. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to raise money for the hospital, for the church, for the golf club, for the hall. And we did that. I think they went for... Oh, nearly a couple of years, every fortnight. And we had up to 100, 150 people in that hall at all those dances. Yeah. So that was good, yeah. Other memories? Um, well, we had, um, as Mary mentioned, the um, kitchen teas. They were good. I can see a couple of those brides here today. <laughs> One here beside you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, just, I don't know, just all sorts of things. Kit? Well, I forgot to mention the um, toilets and this old supper room at the hall for the early days that you used to have to go up the steps and across the stage and down and out that way to the toilets. <laughs> and, and the kitchen was just at the back door. The, kit, the old kitchen was there and then the toilets were further out. Years oh, ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh well. What? What am I answering from? From the 
the dancers. And, yeah, we always had we always had um, the dance on the pictures on the Friday night, and and dancers on the Saturday night. And we we were in the shop, of course, and we we'd run home and at half time you couldn't shut the door quick enough to come down to the pictures, and Betty and I, and we'd run home at half time and open the shop and serve ice cream and lollies and then back for the other second half and then on the way home uh, on the in the shop there was a concrete floor you know and it went inside the shop and we'd lock the front door and have the bar across and we'd drop a bit of a coin on the inside and then we had people walking home we had them hunting for the money on the outside <laughs> as i was walking home from the dances i caught my auntie one night that way or we did um then um the saturday night dances they were always good eight o'clock you start and dad would come half charged at half past 11 or so and make us have the last dance with him and he couldn't dance with <laughs> yeah. uh, you know but they were good good days they were good dancers and and um, did you bring the children here infant welfare center mm -hmm. did you bring your children here to the infant welfare center no no they weren't there weren't any then i don't think oh, no, no no probably not actually, no, no. no. it was a bit earlier than that i thought yes you would have yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, okay. to, to their health? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, I yeah, brought them on. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm a bit deaf and yeah. all the noise I can't. Yeah. Did, did you put your urinating today? I've got them in and the, the cat's the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about the, the pictures, we came just one, one Friday to see, what's that movie that Yul Brynner was in? Um, that's right. Well, Three, three, three weeks that was run, and you got to the critical moment, and the wretched thing of blood down, broke down. So I still haven't seen the end of that movie. <laughs> also, there was a stairway outside up to the projection room. You know, when we used to climb that on the way home from school. And, uh, and go up to the projection room. Oh, there was yeah. no just up and down the steps, oh, just like, yeah. something Not to do. Yeah. 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 Who's doing Mary's? Can I add something about the pictures? As far as I know, the projectors are still in the projection room. I don't know how they'd get them out. They'd have to dismantle them to get them out. But I can remember Jim McKeon taking me up there and showing me, like, a long time ago. I don't think they're there now. They're not there now? No, I think no. they're at the Lionville Hotel, I guess. No. I don't know. Well, those, they show pictures well, there. I wonder what else is up there. And when they, I hope when they pull it down that they will... Could be the projectionist that was running oh, the true. King and I or whatever well, it was. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Another memory has come to my mind, and it was memorable again, and it was... Um, organised by Jack Sleeman. He was a local resident and very well known in the area. He didn't live here all the time, but he contributed a lot to this uh, society. And it was um, a reunion of the state school. But I can't remember what year it was, but it, it was memorable. And they had a dinner here oh, that the, night. 1975. 75. Oh, right, yeah. right, thank you. But I think Lynn over there would remember she used to come to the, the baby clinic, you know, the infant welfare. Sorry. 
Barton. Sister Barton, that's yeah. right, yes. Jean Barton, that's right, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to open it up now for any people out there, you beautiful people, to ask these people here a question. If there's something you've always wanted to know. While they're finding that out, can I add about the dancing as well? Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yes. There's been dancing in this hall ever since it was built, off and on. Kath talked about one particular occasion when it came on for a while and it would be off for a while and then somebody else would get the brainwave and it would start all over again. Now, currently, the dance that has been going until COVID stopped it was going for 27 years and that was run mainly by John Cook. Yes. And the Trentham dance has a, a real flavour of its own. Graham and I have been dancing together all over the place in all different kinds of dancing for years and years. And we came to the dance here very early on and we've been, well, we can remember, can't remember the first one, but we can remember pretty well all of the whole history of the dancing under John Cook. And it had its own flavour. People would come from all over the place. There were very few people who came to the Trentham dance who actually live in Trentham. Um, there was, there's really been only, as well as Graham and me, Jim and Val McKeon um, were very regular until they weren't able to anymore. Bill Hickey used to come in recent years, um, and John himself, but that's about it. There were not a lot of Trentham people. So when it starts again, as we hope it will, when there's a new hall and a new lot of people who are going to run it, please, all those people in the room who can remember that they used to dance once upon a time, come along and try it, because we've had a ball. We've had a wonderful time for the whole of that 25 years since 1993. It's getting on for 30 now. And I wouldn't miss it for anything, even though um, the repertoire they used was always John's, and in the whole of that 30 years, he never changed it. <laughs> so what was really good for us when we began, and we were reminding ourselves about how to dance again after not having done that kind of dancing for 30 years, it was easy. That was good. But by the time we got to the end, we were begging him to add some new dancers in, but he never would. So hopefully whoever starts it again will have a little bit more adventurous spirit. <laughs> and the other, the other dancing that I want to mention is for the last 20 plus years there's been a group of dan Irish dancers from Melbourne who come up every January and they have a weekend in the town. Now again there were not many locals involved, only Graham and me and um, Madeline occasionally, but the musicians, they were Many of them were locals, and most, most importantly, Tom Walsh and Dennis Walsh, and any of the Walsh kids who felt like joining in, and more and more of them have as the years have progressed. Um, now, that's a really big event for the town, and it's been there every January for 20 years. And not everybody knows about it, but it's happening this year, and it might be one of the last things that happen in the hall. So, for goodness sakes, come along, see. If you like Irish music, you'll love it. If you like to dance, you can learn. The hall has been able to, to respond to whatever people needed all through its vast history. And this is one of the recent 
events in the hall, but it's an example of how the hall can respond to what the community wants. And I hope that that's going to keep going in the future too. Yeah, can I? Uh, yeah. I have to tell you this. One of the Irish dancers is with us tonight, today. This, yeah, and she came specially to be part of this function. Also, I want to say something about Ina. Uh, you probably don't know, but Ina is a master craftsperson. She teaches dancing. And all those people who come and say, I can't, can't do Irish dancing, I can't do sets. And Ina teaches them, and they're frightened. She frightens the life out of them, and they have to learn. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's really not fair. <laughs> Also, uh, the oh, you got something else? Yeah, I need the table tennis. I forgot about it. Oh, yeah. I've got another That's table right. tennis. We've been playing table tennis here for how long? Who, who's here that remembers? Every all the winter they played table tennis in the hall. It's a good. There's a and good. And I heard uh, on the grapevine that you beat the great Chris Campbell not oh. long ago. Well, yeah. Well, is he here today? I don't think so, so that's why I can say it. No, but that's a, a, a we have, you know, 30 or so, pe you know, players, which is good for, for the hall. Yeah. 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 And we used to play basketball here too. Remember Kit, those No, I didn't, oh, play, didn't play, no, I didn't yeah. play basketball, but yeah, I know Yeah, Lynn did, yeah. There you go. Yes. And the tyre factory used to win the premiership every year. And they had the, the a tallest goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, we've got a question over here. Uh, what era of transport did you um, see in your lifetime out this way, starting from when you were children to perhaps uh, your later years of life? What did you start? What transport did you start off with a horse and buggy or anything? No, no, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> she was asking kids. We walked everywhere. Yeah, we walked. Shanks's pony. Cass, tell us a story about your dad and his uh, his truck rounds and stuff like that. Oh, yes, go on. My dad used to be a carrier. And he, um, which one do you want me to tell? <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, all right, yeah. Anyway, he, his claim to fame in Trentham was to be the night cart man. Excellent. So, so um, every Thursday, my sister and I had to help him load these wretched pans because the boys were too young. And... Um, Anyway, and then on Saturday, uh, Dad did the run on Friday, and then on Saturday we'd had to tar the pans. So, and his trucks. Tell about his other his trucking business. He carted timber from all the local mills around here to um, a lot of the houses that are now built down in St Albans came from the timber in this area. I can remember the story that Bill Hickey used to tell about how muddy and uh, terrible the roads were. And there was this day when there was this hat on the road and 
bit of exploration, trying to do a cap under the head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm here with a horse, <laughs> but that's how many the roads were. <laughs> Question, just reading between the lines, I guess that a lot of people met each other here and eventually got married and increased the population of Trentham districts. Would that be a, a fair thing to say about Yes, it would be, yes, yes. Where did you meet partner? In Kyneton at a dance. Mm. Yeah. No, oh, I did not. No, no. Kitty, where did you meet your partner? In the bakehouse. In, in the red beard. At the red beard. It wasn't the red. No, you weren't. Jack Wilkes. Yeah. Any more questions? Lorraine, I'm sure your uncle who had the film. Yes. Yeah. Did you yeah. mention that before? Nobody did. No, um, my, my mother's brother, Geoffrey. Yes. yes my, my, my earliest memory is when my mother's brother, Geoffrey, ran films here in the, in the theatre, and Mum used to bring us children every Friday night. But I never, ever knew his wife or children to go, ever. Which was found really strange. And no one mentioned that that Lindsay and Beryl Miller always were his assistants. And they manned manned the ticket box and they manned the door as well. To the dancers. And I think it might have went went out once Uncle Jeff moved. Mm. I think that might have been the end of it. I think so. Yeah. But I was thinking about the transport. No one mentioned that everybody either rode bike or walked. Yes. Very few people had cars. Mm. Or called the train. We had to catch the train. We didn't have any access to Kyneton. We could only go to Dalston on the train. Mm. Yeah. I remember catching the train to Dalston. The only way we got out of here was go to school, to high school, yeah. on the buses. I can't remember the year that the train stopped. Oh, oh, was was <laughs> <laughs> but no one mentioned the balls. No one mentioned all the animal balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah they're out on the wall, though. They're out on the wall. <laughs> yeah. the, all the churches had them. Yeah, we had the dead balls. The schools had them, the churches had them, mm. the mothers all came down and did the suppers. And other people played yuca. Well, even the dancers, they we used to cart a, a box around full of cups. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry. At the dancers on a Saturday night, we'd carry the box, the box, a rope handle each side, and take the, the, the uh, all around. the cups around, and then someone would come with a big pot of coffee or tea, whichever. And uh, yes. there was there was no. Uh, Coming down to downstairs to the supper room. Oh, who is it now? The dancers that were here, they used to have yucca here too, didn't they? Oh yeah, yucca before the dancers. More questions? What was the most exciting thing that came to town? We had circus. Yeah, circus. Circus. Circus used to come. And Scala's paddock. Ashton Skirkus. Ashton Skirkus. Oh, yeah. 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 One of the things that was really big in the town 
Yeah. And there was a lot, a lot of people from the town joined it as well. And then it was followed up by this worm race. Once that went, I did. The sports was a big day. Uh, the sports was um, Mr. Fleming, Dad, Les Newton. I was quite sure and got it started all up. And it was a big event. They had Panther uh, Gift, a mile, the Gordon Dovey mile, and the 200 metres. Wood chops, and everyone used to love going to see the wood chops. And they had the grabs as famous pies and the. No, they were good days, and then the worm race. And the Midland Tour came yeah, through every yeah, August. Yeah, that was. That we had a racing and a whole lot. So. But it's but, not. Uh, getting back to the hall here for a minute, if anyone wants to listen. Uh, like this, eh? um, <laughs> I remember coming here with my twin brother and uh, Mr. O'Malley was on the door and the boys would be sitting on the right, the girls on the left, the lights would go out and you'd mingle. <laughs> um, and another time we used to, I used to buy some jaffers from Kitty. <laughs> sit up the back and then the lights would go out and we'd roll them along the floor <laughs> and Mr O'Malley would come up and chuck us all out. We'd go down the side, under the hall, and up the back and in the back of the stage and back in. <laughs> down, and back to the uh, King and Ollie. Oh, we were most upset we didn't, I never did see the end of it. <laughs> they got together and they were very happy. Well, who's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, actress? <laughs> anyway, we had to play tennis because those days there was tennis courts everywhere in Trenton. St Mary's, yeah. St George's, Little Hampton, two public courts, uh, Dr. Queen's. Queen. And yeah. a croaky court out the back of you. Yeah, oh, at the hall. I remember it was time to tell them all that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a whole heap of things. Uh, the football review, we used to have it in the hall here. All the footballers and then fancy dress balls. Yeah. I remember once I dressed up as a Jack Hiscock. Dressed me up as a, um, he was captain coach of the 56 grand final. Dad was president. He dressed and you up as what? Dressed me up as a box of cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came to the stage and called him, I was going to say, hey, I have a turkey, but anyway, didn't hurt myself. And the football was all dressed up, and I remember Dad used to be sort of shooting things up in the stage, so I'd be much saying, but anyway. No, there's a lot of memories here. My wife and I, our wedding reception here. And there's been many a time we've been here to a funeral wake and all that. And Watson, um, Wilma, my wife and Kath play basketball, and that's when they were tough. They'd be hitting the wall, and you have to imagine there's not much room to play here. But um, anyway, it's, I could talk a lot longer, but I think I'd better stop there. So. Tell, tell them about the pool. Oh, no, that's, a, that's got nothing to do with all. Yeah, I'll be here for months. Tell them how we got the pool. You're not going to tell them about the pool? No. You sure? Oh, do you want to hear a few stories about the pool? Absolutely. Oh, some of them are. 1958, I think the pool was opened. There's only a small fence about this hole. And there's no such thing as five o'clock frozen, uh, anyhow, whatever. And I can still remember 
when the power was put on at the University of Blackwood or the Coleman, all the SEC blokes were in town, and this hot night, they all decided to go skinny dipping. So we got all the cars and lined them up and put all the lights on. There was a few uh, red faces, but anyway, it was a good old day, so I thought, anyway. Yeah, I learned to swim there, most of the losers, the Abbeys, the Scarmage. But before that, something that went to front, and before the pool was open, we used to go up the bush and swim in the forestry dams. Had some fun with the leeches and snakes and Lizards, um, leeches. And I can go, oh, I could be here for months. We used to go to Blackwood swimming, ride a bike out all the way and like that and swim. And most sometimes we'd go, ride back with Roy McKenzie <laughs> in the back of his truck and he'd never know if you could get home or not because he'd be all over the road like this. Sorry, kid. <laughs> no need to apologise to me. That's the first time I've been able to get ready to talk, so it's not that. I've been on the bakehouse, so I've been able to do that another day. Yeah. Podcast raising for the bakehouse. I want to add something, Natalie. <laughs> Um, this is not my own experience, but from reading, all the sporting clubs also had balls. There were not, it was the churches, the school, the all the sporting clubs, there were, seemed to be a tennis ball every month or so. And it was almost as though they shared out the whole year between them, and you could go to a dance or a ball in this hall every week of the year. So. Yeah, the balls were big things and they were dress-up occasions and the Debs had somewhere to go after they did their debut. They actually went to balls in ball dresses from there on. Not like nowadays where they do a great big one occasion and then they never wear a ball dress again. They'd come Anybody else want to add? They'd come down, down the, the old supper room, came down steps from that corner there and they'd come down here, they'd have four or five sittings for supper, you know, there'd be so many um, dancing here. There's, you can see by those, you can see by those uh, photos out there, how many were there, yeah. 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 Mrs Drummond used to have to go to the Laurie Drummond. Yeah. Mrs Drummond was a law unto herself. Um, she was an extraordinary woman and the hall owes a lot to her, but she was also not easy to get on with. Um, and the neighbourhood centre, for instance, when it began, had to, well, it, the neighbourhood centre started in this hall, and I guess that's something we should have mentioned earlier. Um, and they had to hire the hall every time individually, separately for every event that they did. And they had to negotiate every one of those separately with Mrs. Drummond. They had to pay her, and she would be waiting at the door to lock it behind them when they left. So um, she, she, was, she looked after it. It was, oh, it was like her baby. It was really, yeah, precious. I could perhaps. Oh, Andrew, wait a minute. Andrew, come down here. As, um, re regarding Mrs. Drummond, every VIP that came here, members of Parliament, to, um, uh, to address us in the, you know, a, me a meeting, she always made her famous sponge cake. Yeah. 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 Andrew, like cat uh, sponges now. Yes. yes. This is 
not a story about the old times in the hall, but I can remember, well, I was talking to Patricia Kent a little while ago in the hall, which reminded me of a memorial service for Raoul Kent, her husband, which was held in the hall. I don't know, seven, eight years ago now, I guess. And Patricia asked me if I would write a poem for Raoul, which I did, and would I do it at the, at the memorial service for him. And to be up on the stage, that little stage, and look down at what seems to be a small hall. When you go out there, it doesn't look big at all. But when it's full of people, all sitting in rows, with standing room only at the back, you realise just what a focus for the community this is. Now, it doesn't have to be a dance or something like that. It could be as serious as a, a memorial service. But nevertheless, it is a focus for the town, was then, will be again, but um, a very sobering thing to, to be asked to do something like that, to look out onto all of these faces, uh, all of whom are residents of the town, friends of Raoul and Patricia, but uh, it's an experience that I, looking back on it, I'm glad I did, but at the time it was, you know, quite a daunting thing. But uh, a great memory of the old hall. Thank you, Andrew. Me? Oh, dear. Uh, well, I've had another memory, actually, which is the Irish, on the occasions of the Irish Dance Weekends here, um, there would be regularly, we'd get over a hundred on the Saturday night for the Kayleigh, which was the highlight of all of the weekend. You'd start Friday night, teach classes all Saturday, big Kayleigh Saturday night, class again Sunday morning, class and a Kayleigh, smaller Kayleigh on a Sunday afternoon. And on the Saturday night, it was always live music. And Paddy Fitzgerald would come up from, yes. from Melbourne. And Tom would join him, Tom Walsh would join him. But Paddy and Tom together were so important to the whole Irish music community that if everybody knew that this was happening, the musicians would pour in from all over, from not just from Melbourne, but from all around. And it was not uncommon to have 20 people on that stage in the middle of January. Now, we had some really stinking hot weekends, I can tell you. And you could see the pour, the sweat pouring off the Muso's faces and they wouldn't stop for anything. And the music just kept going and it lifted you up. It was just wonderful. And I'm looking forward to that happening this year again too. And I hope it happens again in the new hall as well. And I guess if you want to finish it up, what we say is all these things are really important to us. They've, this hall has been the centre of our community for over 100 years, and it's going to be again. The new hall will have the same function. It will still be the centre of our community. And the building out there will be part of it. And let's look forward. Thank you. I just want to say a word regarding Paddy Fitzgerald. He was a famous, a world famous accordion player. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. He comes here frequently, well, every year used to be then, yeah. maybe twice a year for something special. Yeah. All right, we'll just wrap that up now. Thanks for coming, hope you enjoyed it, and um, look forward to seeing you all in the new building.
You have been listening to stories from within the archives. I'm Rosie Hill, and this is Archive Treasures. If you would like to hear further episodes, you can find our podcasts on our website, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Podbean app. Archive Treasures is produced by the Trentham and Districts Historical Society. If you'd like to contact us, you can send an email to hs@trentham.org.au or go to our Facebook page, Trentham and Districts Historical Society, Australia. I hope you can tune in next time for more Archive Treasures. Archive Treasures